guys, welcome to Rice and Beans. Uh, we're back with the second part of the movies uh, episode. And uh, we've got Mel with us. And uh, we're going to be talking about some comedies and some romance uh, and uh, from the 80s and 90s. And, uh, oh man, comedies from the 80s were were really were good. The 90s, so that was my shit. Wee dog, we're going to have some good chit-chat tonight. So, uh, a great way to keep uh, Season 6 rolling strong. And uh, so, uh, let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, the comedy, let's just go with the comedy route. Uh, yeah. What, uh, 16 Candles. Oh my God, talk about getting into your adolescent years. 16 Candles, turning 16. I mean... Spank bank. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. You found out what that pleasure spot was, and you just went to town. Now, that's not what this movie's about. I'm just talking about personal experience. But you know what? This was a funny movie. You know, you have Molly Ringwald. You have Long Duck Dong. Uh, you have Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, you have them and a bunch of other great actors as well, right? <laughs> what do you like about it? Just like that, that situational comedy, like that fucking like school, and like yeah, shit like this kind of does sometimes happen, and like the, I right. like when they made fun of it on Family Guy when, oh yeah, <laughs> when, no, not like this. <laughs> He's like ripping off his shirt and jumping on top of Peter. <laughs> that was horrible. Did you get a chance to watch this movie? I did actually see this one, and I know it was supposed to be funny, but looking back, <clears throat> I'm very disappointed because. I got my hopes up because it's like, oh, all of a sudden, any nerdy girl can actually get the attention of this hot jock. You really have these dreams and hopes as a <laughs> young girl. And then, wah, 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 life happened. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, this is not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, you know, that's one thing I learned as a, as a young person, that movies were not what they were supposed to be, but what we thought they could be. And I'll tell you what. I was a Mexican Anthony Michael Hall on the dance floor, except not farting, and uh, you know, dan getting my dance groove on. And one of those things that you just have to jump in the water and get through the weird teenage angst and do, you know. And uh, it turned out I didn't dance half bad, but now that I'm older, I dance horribly. Go figure. <laughs> All right, time out. Um, check the switch on your mic. I think oh, it might shit. be off. Yeah. I think I am. Okay. Try. Test test test. Yeah, that was my fault. All right, I'll um, I'll I'll piece I'll piece the opening together from the other mics. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, picking it up again. Start recording. Three, two. So yeah, no, and so um, the sixteen candles bunch that um, they're the flick from that group that came out that was my favorite was Weird Science. Yes, I don't have a license, Lisa. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't even have a license. <laughs> and Bill Paxton, we talked about Bill Paxton in the well, previous. Well, well, let's not jump to Bill Paxton yet because I want to get to another part when they're in the in Cadillac, right? And they swerve after that, right? Uh -huh. And then he's in the back. Hey, are you all right? My nuts are halfway up my ass, but I'm there, perfect. <laughs> Oh my God! Made me pee my pants when I first saw that. So for those of you who have haven't maybe haven't caught it, they um, basically they they reanimate uh, or they animate a doll um, with the fucking internet and lightning mm -hmm. storm and um, the doll comes to life and like has all these powers and she can like make whatever she wants pop up. So they're able to like have this like huge ass party while their parents are out of town. So basically what happens is he doesn't get the gift that he wants. And we're talking about Wesley. He gets a, a computer rather than a car. And what does he know about computers? Everything about computers. So when he builds the doll, he's giving the, the sculpture of everything. And, well, the boobs were too big, so they sculpt those back. <laughs> but they put wizard brains and they put all this other stuff, magic and all. That's how they built her up. And that's why she had all these superpowers. And I like, when Robert, I like how Robert Downey Jr. was oh, in, <laughs> in that one. And he was yeah. like, they, got, they had him wearing bras on their heads. Yeah. And <laughs> Does this really work? Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that, that was such a great movie because, again, uh, Hughes got 
you know, the teenage angst in this movie, you know, you're a nerd, nobody likes you, you can't fit in and you're always made fun of. Well, you know, I'll tell you from experience, I've been the bully and I've been bullied. So, you know, I can, you know, understand on both retrospects of this. <laughs> nerd! <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I mean. That's what made me think it was Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah, really. Like standing up on the balcony. <laughs> nerds! <laughs> yeah, you know, that bitch, you kicked me in the nuts. You kidding me to go to Big Big Diddy's? Yeah! <laughs> uh, you know, I could quote that movie all night long. Right? And then fucking Bill Paxton with fucking as the as she turns him into a piece of shit uh, <laughs> at the end. Yeah, he, he was a toad with, with boils that popped. That was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, uh, another... Uh, Another one that was like, and this one was like a mean classic, cult classic too. Yeah. Was uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Did you did you get a chance to watch Ferris? Bueller's? I actually, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that one, yeah, I was entertained, right? That's fun. Like, but I don't care for money. Damn, these movies are just like setting me up for sad, no, like no, a no. sad life. No, no, <laughs> we all have our ideas of what this what this does. So go on, expand what you were saying. It's like I wish I had a friend who you know had a dad with an awesome car that we took out. But you know we took we took out shitty cars and we enjoyed it. <laughs> we we had to. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was a Volkswagen seventy three Super Beetle with Serum Vega home speakers in the back with amplifiers, and we rattle can the the paint job on it. So we got from point A to B. It was no Ferrari. Call me sir. God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> that was <laughs> Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> I <laughs> fail to believe you're the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gave that name out a couple times at restaurants when they were like, uh, Did can they we get, get a it? name for the table? No. When nice. uh, other people around that, that heard it, they, they got it. Nice. As I saw a couple people snickering and they were like, wow. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, the, the the best part of the movie is when Cameron could not get out of bed when Ferris Bueller called to him. He needed his coat of arms, and, and Cameron would not do it. He's going to call. He's going to call. He's going to keep on calling. He won't let me sleep. He won't leave me alone. He gets in the car, starts it off, turns it off, walks away. A minute later, comes back. He's going to keep calling. He's going to keep calling. I, I, I got to go. And the fucking like the dumbest part of the fucking movie is like he's trying to get a, not to get caught and he's in the fucking parade. Yeah. And it's like he, his dad's looking out the window and I'm like, really? <laughs> Just dancing to the Beatles, you know? Yeah. That, that was hilarious. And what is that thing like? I don't know. Old cars, just like if you put them in reverse, the mileage goes back. Like that. Like I've seen that in another movie, that Matilda movie, right? Like cause yeah, that does not happen. Like once again, we've shattered your dreams. <laughs> So like, the, why did they think that? I'm because like, they're kids and they think, you know, <laughs> if you if you take the car out and you want to show that you didn't do the mileage, you roll it back and the miles roll back. But it, odometers don't work like that. So, yeah, I found that out the hard way before Ferris Bueller. It's not like a bottle of booze <laughs> where you could just pour water in there and fucking fill it back up to the line. <laughs> my, my favorite was Ed Rooney and his secretary. Yeah. I mean, she would sit there with the, with the whiteout. That was the the neighbor mom from uh, a show called. Uh, She's it? been in a lot of movies. Short though. Circuit, where the the dad basically created a robot that was the AI was intelligent okay, enough to pass yeah, yeah, for yeah. a real kid. The robot's um, name was Vicky. Um, Small Wonder. It was Small Wonder. Yeah, mm -hmm. not Short Circuit. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the name, but you're right. Yeah, she was in that. And so I had seen that because that show was on TV in like in the late '80s, like just like right. And then I saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's a lady for Small Wonder. Yeah. You know, when Ed Rooney says, you know, I, I, if I could throw him, I would. And she goes, you better not for, with your bad arm. It's like, did you just get that? You know, shut up, you stupid big mouth bass. <laughs> it was such a great movie. You know, and, and another quintessential movie of the 80s of that time, uh, as, as far as we're going with comedy, was Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> you, you watched uh, Coming to America, right, Bill? No, I don't remember. Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> it was like on in the background. Maybe I saw a little bit of it. <laughs> Just a tip? Just the tip. <laughs> it was a great movie. It was, it was uh, you know, 
the thing for Eddie Murphy was having Arsenio Hall and a major black cast in a movie, a big movie production by Hollywood. So when they were asked by Hollywood uh, to bring in a white cast member, they chose Louis Anderson. Other than that, everything was, you know, from portrayed by black actors. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson made his debut in this movie, and it was just freaking hilarious. Now, I say they brought in Louis Anderson, but they also had two other people that were part of this movie that happened to be white. And that was from Trading Places, the Mortimer Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite one. The favorite part of that movie was when, like, with, I guess two parts, the whole when they first get to the motel and he was like you better not be wasting my goddamn time do you got any fucking money and then they pull out the fucking big wads of cash and he was like well come on in gentlemen <laughs> and then he's like passing showing them their room and passing by the guy that fucking owes rent and he's like your rent's due motherfucker and don't be playing none of that falling down the stairs bullshit either and then the fucking guy comes tumbling down the fucking stairs <laughs> I think the best part leading to that was when they had their Louis Vuitton luggage outside, the king's luggage, yeah. 15 million pieces out there, and they leave it outside, and all of a sudden, everybody from the hood just snatches it up and steals it. Next thing you know, you see a kid on a skateboard going down in a big old dashiki, you know, running down there, <laughs> and all Eddie Murphy's just looking, smiling. Look, they're enjoying my shit. <laughs> I love you, Queens. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, another good part about that movie was Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall portraying themselves and other characters as well with the latex makeup. Yeah. That was great. That was funny. I, I like I liked um that they had the the Mortimer brothers in both of the yeah. that was funny in both trading places and Yeah, so the the thing about that is and I brought this up earlier is on Netflix they have the movies that made us and they talked about coming to America. They did not want that scene in there. They did not want those actors to be trained in there. They just they thought it would be hokey, but it was, and it was a big hit. People loved it in the in the theaters when they you know presented it, and it just was good from that point on. I thought so. So, uh, what about you? What other like eighties comedies like kind of like jumped to mind? When well, you know, we, we talked about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, 16 Candles. There's some other ones that I've seen that I'm sure others haven't, so I won't talk about those. But one of the things that was really prevalent in the 80s was uh, the Three Amigos. Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Um, those guys are just, I don't know, man. It's its like they, it, it, they just gel together. They're, they're perfect for each other. That was fucking dad humor at its best. Oh my that was gosh! Like a fucking ninety-minute-long dad joke. So yeah, I basically, uh, they're in Mexico. You know, they they are destitute actors in nineteen twenties, and the the film uh, company is cutting them. So they have no money. They have no film. They have no prosperity. So they get a, a letter from El was it Santo El, El Guapo? No, no, Santo oh. Domingo. Oh yeah, right in Mexico to help stop El Guapo from taking their town. <laughs> well, they think that they're they're action or not action people, but they're they're like uh, people that can protect them. But they're watching films for the first time, so they don't understand their actors. So they bring them down, and uh, one of the favorite parts about that is Martin Short's playing Little Ned Nederlander. Yeah. And uh, they see a plane going by, and it's a, a Luftwaffe, basically, one of the first renditions of the uh, German planes, mm -hmm. biplane. And he looks up, and he goes, oh, look, a mail plane. And Steve Martin goes, well, how can you tell it's a male plane? He goes, from its little balls. <laughs> and he giggles. Just from that dad joke. He's <laughs> Steve Martin just looking at him like. <laughs> and then, you know, he's all looking at him, and he's still laughing. He's like, little balls. Oh, little balls. Now he gets it, right? And, and then you got Chevy Chase, who's just the dunce, looking like, huh? What? What? Wow. <laughs> And it, it was movies like that that, like, really got me into, like, that genre of comedy where I could, like, really step back and, like, enjoy some of those Mel Brooks movies like... Oh, gosh. Um, Blazing Saddles oh, and yeah. uh, His History of the World. Yep. Um, uh, fucking, uh, Spaceballs. 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 You've seen that? Some of it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay that you saw some of it because even some of it's better than none of it on this one. That the it was a like the parody of Star Wars. Yes. 
And uh, it was funny because on that Elon Musk flight, like the one of the rockets that he sent up, uh-huh. uh, one of the crew members was watching Spaceballs on the fucking tablet as they were fucking launching nice. into space. Even so, there was a, a, a picture taken from the Ukraine situation that's going on with Russia, mm-hmm. and one of the correspondents there had a big helmet. <laughs> looked like Dark Helmet. <laughs> I saw somebody dressed as Dark Helmet at one of like these uh, like comic conventions that I went to. Nice guy was like decked out, big helmet, the, the whole co- the whole getup, and then like uh, was walking around with a styrofoam cup that said Mister Coffee on it. Nice, <laughs> that's the shit right there. Uh, one of the big points on that one was uh, the alien, as you said in one of our recent uh, genre points of movies, you know, popping out of the chest. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's, he's like, uh, what, what's the name of the Looney Tunes? Uh, J.P. Frog? Yeah. Yeah, he jumps out and goes, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a tip by the wire. Honey, my heart's on fire. <laughs> and he's just dancing, kicking, going, bloop, 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 bloop. And then after he goes out of stage and the, and the screen shuts down or the lights shut down, both the characters go, Check, please. <laughs> it, it was a funny ending to like it, the the movie was really really funny and like yeah. you know just like Mel Brooks style and then like even stuff like Robin Hood Men in Tights that came out like you know way later mm, yeah that's that still that same that same genre that same kind of joke that same kind of funny and so like it kind of like seeing stuff like that now it reminds me of. Like those movies from back in the day where it was like, you know, those 90-minute long dad jokes. Yeah, you could appreciate it. And, yeah. you know, speaking of 90-minute long dad jokes, you look at something like Groundhog Day in the 90s. Oh, my God. So I fucking love that one. Bill Murray, man, consummate actor, you know, straight-laced, funny guy, you know, reliving the same day over and over and over again. You know, it was just something that was so magical about it but a lot of people didn't look at the depth of this movie like he's living the same day over and over again and all of a sudden he learns how to play piano well how long does it take to learn piano well i learned how to play piano because i played guitar and it took me probably about the better part of a whole semester so thinking that he's playing good jazz piano we're thinking three four years as he's reliving his days over and over again well he was asked you know how long do you really think you were in groundhog day reliving the same day and he made an estimation from everything that he learned and walking around town and watching all the people approximately about 150 years (laughs) could you imagine reliving the same day for 150 years you'd want to kill yourself which he did in the movie Yeah, well, yeah, I always thought when I was watching that movie, like, what would I like? What the hell would I do? Like, if I had to just like the same day over and over again, and I'm the only one that knew it. <laughs> well, would you put a toaster in a bathtub with yourself? Because that's what he did. But it didn't work. No, he woke up the same morning with uh, Sonny and Cher playing. <laughs> yeah. What about you? If you had to relive the same day over and over again, and you're the only, and you're the only one that knew it. What would you do? Right, like he masters the day. Then he mastered. Right? He, right? He, yeah. Like, do you, Play the cards you're dealt as best you can. That's you, right. Is God really God or is he just omnipotent and lives forever and knows everything? <laughs> <laughs> That's the crux of the situation, right? That was, that was one, of the line, one, of the, one of the famous lines from the movies, too. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Um, Cabin Boy. Uh, yeah, Chris Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, every time I see him... It didn't matter what he, what role he was in, or what the, yeah. what, it was a TV show or a movie. It's all I thought about was the his Cabin Boy. Yeah, <laughs> like it's still better than Island Boys. <laughs> Island Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we we're talking about these movies in the '90s too, and and another movie that st- sticks out like a sore thumb is Tommy Boy. <laughs> Shit, Chris Farley was the best. I almost met the guy. And uh, the only reason I didn't meet him a month prior to his death is because he was too busy to get up into the radio uh, broadcast. And so there was a bunch of people that were trying to talk to me. He goes, I got to go, I got to go. But he was so nice. He signed their autographs and I was working copiers. I'm like, "Ah, I'll just let him go. I should have freaking stopped him and talked to him. (laughs) But yeah, Tommy boy, Tommy boy. That's a thing right there. Did you? I'm a fan of David Spade. I feel like <laughs> fuck yeah, he's like the best yeah. guy to hate. Like he's just yeah. so like he's. So, I love it. I agree. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I appreciate him. Like they, you know, they played well off of each other. What did uh, what were your, like some of your like the most memorable parts for you for Tommy Boy? Is it 
Luca er mjög fælig. That is amazing. Yes, that is a really good part. Like what else? It's like he's just the biggest fuck up. Oh, yeah. Tommy boy. <laughs> What's wrong with Tommy boy? He looks so fat. Well, no, you know, f- you know, camera adds about 100, 150 pounds to you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I see my big head on the screen, and I'm like, hey. At the end, after he catches him jerking out, he's like, sinner. <laughs> hey, who's your favorite little rascal? Is it Alfalfa or Sp- Thank you. <laughs> Sinner. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we get to see Fat Man in a little oh, coat. Yeah. Stop it's- it. That's not funny. <laughs> Housekeeping. You want me to feel What kind of place is this? You want me to check you off? <laughs> so every time we would fucking knock on the door, like to like ooh, wake somebody up. Yeah. Oh, so great, man! Love that movie. I cannot not watch that movie. Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> that, Just a few. that was good, and then um, Black Sheep was good too. Oh gosh, yeah. You know what? That was more cringeworthy. But the way I say it's cringeworthy is because how he did it. It's still funny as shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And who was crazy man in that one? We were talking about him in Lethal Weapon. Oh, fucking Gary Busey, yeah. man. <laughs> He's got them freaking horse guns going. <laughs> Woo! You know what? I don't want to anger that man, so I'm not going to talk anymore about him. He's so great. I like him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that show that he had, like, there was the uh, Gary Busey when he had his own reality show. I was like, I didn't watch why, it. Why the fuck would they? <laughs> why would you follow this guy around? <laughs> because you didn't have, or you had a death wish, basically. You didn't care about your life. <laughs> that was like following Steve Irwin around. <laughs> We're going to go near the Stingray. <laughs> They <laughs> would have kept following him around, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, go keep it in the '90s, man. Uh, I like to talk about PCU, which is a little-known movie that talks about college. Correct. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you haven't seen it, but uh, there was a young actor. I don't think he made his debut in this. I believe he was a couple of movies into it, but he went on to direct uh, such likes of Iron Man and The Mandalorian. <laughs> Man, that was a great, great series. The, yeah. Just, like, I was like, man, I hope they don't fuck this up. And then I like, I got through like the first three episodes. I was like, oh, this is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he played, uh, he played a big old husky guy that that loved the mosh pit. He just looked, <laughs> looked like shit, smelled like shit, and did weed all day. And he was funny as fuck. <laughs> PCU, we're we're not going to talk too much about that, but definitely watch it. It's a must see. And then, uh, like, Stoner Flakes from the 90s, Half-Baked, that fucking one of my all-time favorite comedies, like, fucking ever. Dude, you quote it every time you hit the bong. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's Wesley Pipes, yo. My my favorite, we had discussed this off the air earlier, was when Jim Brewer's character starts talking about Nibbles and how he's dead. Well, oh, what had yeah. happened was a drug dealer killed the dog trying to get the money that they owed him. Mm-hmm. But he comes up with this half-cocked notion of how Nibbles was in uh, dire straits fighting with his brother. Yeah. And they were at each other. His mom tried to stop him, but the bitch died. And then next thing you know... He kills his brother and then cries at his brother saying, I'm sorry I killed you, and then couldn't take it no more and took his own life. (laughs) And everybody's just looking at him like, you are fucking high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like the Zapruder film, the way they post-scene the the whole thing with the Rottweiler's death. Yeah. And then, fucking uh, again, all-time favorite scene from there. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck. Fuck you, I'm out. Like, best way to leave a job ever. So, yes, I had, like, it was, it was one of my favorite movies. I have, uh, this is when uh, the 
you can start using like custom like sounds and ringtones for your like like your text message alert or like your ringtone. Mm-hmm. And so I got to work like maybe 15, 20 minutes early and like had to run to the bathroom. And so I didn't have a chance to turn my ringer off on my phone. Nice. And so one of, uh, um, one of the guys in the house band, like that was, that was his, his text message alert. And he just happened to text me like, yo, are we still on for rehearsal tonight? And so I'm in the bathroom <laughs> and I'm like, fucking all of a sudden, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. And there was like other people in there and it's all tile. So it's echoing like, a son of a bitch off of everything and fucking two people started laughing their asses off and the guy that was like two stalls over he was like yo send me that as a te- that was that's awesome I need to use that on my phone don't bug me I'm shitting <laughs> yo B I'm taking a dump here <laughs> oh my gosh that's such a great movie having Tommy Chong in there taking over Harlan Williams in prison making sure he was safe <laughs> didn't get no butt love I'm somebody's bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh man another good movie back in the 90s was something about Mary oh yeah and we're talking about Chris Elliott again <laughs> Woogie, Woogie. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part of the movie if you don't say what I think you're gonna say then I'm gonna punch you in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> Frank the Beans. <laughs> uh, let me ask, how'd you get the Franks above the beans? Frank the Beans. Well, the beans above the Franks. Sorry, I got that fucked up. <laughs> oh my that gosh. Was, yeah, my, oh, I lost The that. freaking I, paramedic on his knees going, okay, son, this is going to hurt. We got a bleeding. <laughs> oh so oh my gosh. I, what was your favorite part about that, Mel? Well, not uh, the Franks and Beans, by no. the way. <laughs> it was the Franks, definitely, not the Beans. <laughs> definitely. No, another good part was when, uh, what was the older woman's name that, that she was sharing the, the oh, apartment? Yeah. Oh, that fucking granola? Uh, <laughs> With those tan. She had yeah. Oh, my God. Not only did she have tan, but she had uh, um, triangle titties. <laughs> Remember when she ripped it off and it just whipped it all over the place? Like, oh my god, <laughs> they look like plastic. She's been in there. That's that's tan mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That whole movie, and then you know Brett Farva. Farva. <laughs> what was your What was your like favorite part of that whole like that whole movie? Um. <laughs> Ben Stiller getting caught <laughs> right with a uh, like right right like so he gets caught at the uh, rest stop. Mm-hmm. He could have died <laughs> and been raped. Yes, right like so many things could have happened. And is that true about rest stops? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Harlan Williams, the the killer inside of there, he's uh, talking about six minute abs. Oh, five minute abs. <laughs> How would you, why wouldn't you do five minute abs? You know, because why would the hell you do five minute abs? Six minute abs. That's where it's at. You know, six little monkeys sitting in a tree. You know, you know that old rhyme that dad used to sing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there was just so many good. Yeah. And another great one was uh, when Woogie tells uh, Ben Stiller's character to rub one out so that way he's not nervous. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so after he rubs one out, he's looking all over. Well, where'd it go? I know it came out. Where'd it go? Oh well, you know, she's at the door and goes to the door. Is that that, that hair gel? Hair, what? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I can't I can't do the justice of that. I don't know why. <laughs> that was hilarious. I, I I literally peed my pants crying. I was laughing so hard. That was hilarious because that gel stuck. It worked great. Who knew it was good for luxurious hair and you know keep the hair straight up. <laughs> I the part the the part that like I had to like fucking run to the restroom like like or else I would have pissed on the couch was that that Frank's and Beans part like and then I was like laughing so hard and they're trying to piss all over my friend's floor and and then they kept fucking rewinding it too so that didn't help it just fucking made it worse Frank's and Beans Frank's and Beans yeah then everybody started screaming that shit because we were all drunk by that point yeah. so yo the, that Frank's and Beans shit went on for the rest of the fucking night oh I'm sure gosh. their neighbors are fucking hating them the next morning oh my gosh you know and we, we go into all these movies that, that just 
are stupid funny. And one of the things that pops in my head was a uh, early Adam Sandler movie, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Go to your home. Ain't you good for your home? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. You know what? Leave, I don't care. Go away. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Come back. I love you. I love you, baby. Come on back up here. Come on. Let me apologize. And then that little Asian girl goes up there. Old Asian woman. <laughs> she wakes up. What? You don't want your pancakes? No, no. And he just walks out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. All right. Your thoughts. Best line from that movie. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> That's got my vote, too. What do you think? I agree. Yeah, that, that's hands down. R.I.P. Like, Bob. Yeah, that's the, right. The best part of that whole fucking movie. <laughs> that and you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> you know what? Bob Barker made that movie right there. Just him being in that and fighting the way he fights because he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, and um, it Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Yeah. Um, had his own show, uh, I think it was on Netflix, called uh, Mystery Glacius. He's like a, a, oh, a, right, 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 a teacher. Right. Yeah. And so the football coach, it was bugging me for a long time because I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like the voice, the face. By I'm the like, way, I've never seen it. So. Um, and the, the the it was bugging me and I'm like, what the fuck? And then the wife comes in she's like, is that Shooter McGavin? And I'm like, no, oh, yes, yes it is. I'm like. That's where I, he's just, the guy from Happy Gilmore, right? I'm like, that, I was like, it was bugging me for the last three right. episodes. Like, who the fuck this guy is? He plays the best <laughs> crank yanker, man. Everybody hates his guts, but he does it well. Oh, yeah, he does. I mean, uh, so we're not going to be talking about it, but dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was the villain in that one, you know. It practically got his thumb up that little chihuahua's yeah. ass. <laughs> <gasps> Uh, there you are, Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, he made the fucking Riggles yeah. made that movie for me. But Happy Gilmore, you know, yeah. I mean, that was great. Now, now the big guy, uh, the one with the nail in his head, uh, I can't, I didn't write notes, so I didn't write down his name. But he was an actor that lived in the El Cajon, San Diego area for quite some time before he passed. Well, and my it. dad actually ran into him and <laughs> while he was buying a car in a used car lot and talked with him. It was so weird. I'm like, oh, you met Jaws, huh? Jaws from James Bond, did you? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he ended up owning a couple businesses as well, and he was a real personable guy, really nice guy too. Very tall, very big, really <laughs> nice. So they, they wasn't uh, all studio effects and stuff, like making him tall and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> No, they didn't need that. <laughs> Right, actors are really short, so he's just like an average size. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, he made Tom Cruise look like a flea. <laughs> it's not hard to do. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Man, what you said about me earlier? So. Um, going back to the '90s and comedies. Uh, fucking uh, party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. <laughs> Oh, jeez, man. You watched Wayne's World. You had to have. Barely. I don't I remember this stuff. Like, it was on, but I didn't watch it multiple times mm. and memorize You were outside playing so and doing that's things. That's what the other side of Netflix and chill is like. <laughs> you don't get to see the movie. <laughs> oh! It's on in the background. <laughs> yeah, Wayne's World was the best because that came from Saturday Night Live skip between Dana Carvey and Mike Myers. Mm -hmm. And when they did it on the show, it was one of those things that you knew was magic you know two teenage kids living in their mother's basement with a whole podcast let's say and they had their own show and they were just stupid guys who played guitars that couldn't play guitars like like bill and ted and doing zany shit talking about getting boners <laughs> and fucking uh the interesting thing is like okay so mike myers does it uh cat doesn't play the guitar, but Dana Carvey actually does play the drums. And so right. that scene in the, when he's going off at the music store, yeah. like, that's actually him playing. I was like, <sighs> looking at it, and then, like, I saw SNL skits where he was playing. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, he really does play. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny part was that Mike Myers can't play guitar, but he went in to try to play Stairway to Heaven, and they got shut, did not shut down. <laughs> So everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it makes me feel funny, kind of like climbing the rope in gym class. 
I never got that until I realized he's climbing a rope in gym class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my all- other 90s all-time favorites is uh, got to be fucking Dumb and Dumber. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lloyd Christmas and uh, Harry, what was his last name in that? Uh, I don't know, man. But, oh, my gosh, the best part of that movie. There is no best part of that movie. What, what am I saying, man? <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Everything. Kick his ass, Seabass. The fight in the restaurant and the diarrhea up in fucking Aspen. I mean, just. Harry, your hands are <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Are you hungry? What are you? <laughs> no, I had a June bug on the right up here. Yeah. Oh my gosh! On the right up there, he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Just go, man. Just, Just go. go. <laughs> oh wow, that's warm. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I, I, I had it on VHS at one time, and just the scene when he's taking a dump in the toilet that's ruined, right, that he cannot flush, and him going with his legs up, going, ah! as he's trying to get it all out of his system because he drank all that X-Lax, Turbo-Lax. <laughs> that, and then, you know what? He can't do nothing about it but wipe his butt, which, incidentally, they revisited in Dumb and Dumber while they were teenagers in high school, and he puts shit all over the wall, which we talked about Bob Saget's death. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Um, the, that, that still picture from that scene where he's on the toilet, he's got his, like, he's holding in his legs or in his feet are in the air. Um, that is one of the best, like, bathroom, like, artworks I've ever seen. Where I did looked, you see that at? this fucking random restaurant, and, like, you walk into the men's room, and there was, like, it, that was one of the first pictures that they had framed on the wall was him, like, on the toilet with his... <laughs> He's got his moccasin boots with his pants that he can barely pull down. Yeah. And I know how tough that is, because I had a pair of those type of boots one time. <laughs> Don't ask questions. With the fringes? Yeah. That was my cowboy face. I missed it. I'm sad I missed it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. That was one hilarious movie. And it was it is worth the freaking best of all time. And they didn't get an Oscar for that. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Samson. Samson. S- Samantha. So Sam- Samsonite. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, going on all this stuff, we're talking about comedies right now, wrapping up on the 90s and the 80s. There was a lot of good stuff out there. Let us know what you think. There's stuff out there that we haven't touched on. We know is out there. Uh, we've probably seen. I know I've seen because I've seen a million movies plus one. So just reach on out. Let us know what you're thinking. We'll move on to the romance section of this uh, of this episode. What do you think? 80s romance? <laughs> to me, and it sounds weird, but again, another Mel Brooks one is uh, The Princess Bride. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I got a good story about The Princess Bride. Although it is a romance, it is action, and it does have some um, fantasy stuff in there. Uh, Andre the Giant was in this movie. Now, Andre the Giant at this time, he was in pain. He was in a lot of pain. And I know that's bringing you down, but I'm going to put a smile on your face when you realize that he had to fart really bad on set. And when Andre Giant has to fart, he farts. So a five-minute fart ensued, and he did not take a breath or a break. And after he was done, everyone looked at him, and one of his cast members said, You get it all out? You okay, buddy? I'm doing good now. (laughs) And that was all that was said. (laughs) So now you can go to your death knowing that Andre the Giant farted on set. (laughs) <laughs> I, it sucks because I've had to endure one of those fucking like extended like not five minutes but like an extended <laughs> fucking thing where um, I used to share a room with uh, with one of my brothers and he uh, one night like it's all quiet everybody's finally asleep and then he just starts fucking he cuts loose and it just like starts and it builds and it builds and it just keeps going and it's like what the fuck and then it like slowly starts to fucking trail off and then go away I'm all what the fuck and we both just started laughing 
fucking thing went on for like a minute or two or more. The fuck did you eat? <laughs> what was the magnitude of that earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. That's I, hilarious. Oh, I think it was Paul from the Butcher's Lounge because I then <laughs> I, after I, I heard mix it from the other room just start laughing his ass off. <laughs> Paul, you've been called out. <laughs> now come over here and show us your meat. <laughs> Yeah, the Princess Bride. That would that was a consummate love story right there. That, that's like a Cinderella story for the modern age, is what it was. And uh, you know, boys saw the action in it, but they learned about the love of it. That my name sense? is Inigo Montoya. You <laughs> <laughs> killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> oh my gosh, the man with six fingers. He posts, gets ready, turns around, and runs. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my training partners did that to me. It was like during one of like uh, our like o- our sparring matches, uh, and we get on the line, and he's like, "My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die." <laughs> and I was like, "Fucking drop my mouth. He's on the floor. I was fucking dying laughing." I was like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> Um, another good uh, movie at the time, uh, love story, but also comedy too. Um, we're going to be talking about that. They, they kind of inter- intersect, you know, because rom coms. Yeah, yeah, rom com. I guess you could say no testicle movies type of stuff like that. <laughs> the guy, the kind of movies that guys only go to to get laid. <laughs> to get laid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. But you know, Bull Durham is past that. Or if there's somebody's fag hag. <laughs> okay, you got me there. But uh, Bull Durham about an aged uh, baseball player in the minor league and finding love, <laughs> fighting for love, <laughs> and losing love, and then getting love in the end. All wrapped around comedy. <laughs> the prison movie, Getting Love in the End. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shawshank for you. <laughs> the fairies had their way with them. <laughs> But yeah, Bull Durham was a great movie. Um, the whole scenario where they go to, uh, they're, they're traveling around and they go to a game that they didn't want to play. So they have a rain out. There's not a cloud in sight. He goes, hell, I could get you a rain out. <laughs> so they get beer and they get plastered. They go to the field and turn on the sprinklers. Now they're running the bases all wet in the mud and just getting a good old fashioned rain out where they don't have a game the next day. <laughs> just funny, man. What did you like about it? Just a lot of the jokes, like the um, the sports, because you know I was like I was an athlete for a long time when I was you know a kid, and you know baseball was one of the sports that I played. So it just mm-hmm. like the the same humor that they was go they would go there is the same type of jokes that I would hear like when we we're at practice, we we're during right. the games, when, like you're in the dugout, and it's so that like that's what clicked with me was like the comedy and like the like the shit talking and like all that that just goes yeah. on like you know while you're playing the game the rose goes in the front <laughs> he's wearing a garter belt and there's a little rose you know it's supposed to snap on your stockings don't ask me how i know this i never wore them but the rose he had on the side he goes the rose needs to go to the front because <laughs> he needed to feel sexy and smooth when he pitched so he wasn't thinking about pitching <laughs> I think my favorite thing about it, and I learned really quickly not to say it, was when he's talking to uh, uh, the um, God. How come I can't think of her name? Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. I should know her name by now. Um, she was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. She was in Thelma and Louise. Um, Gina Davis. No, not Gina. The other one. Um, God, it pisses me off that I don't remember her name. I apologize. But he's talking to her about what he believes in. The slow curve, the double header, uh, long, deep, slow, wet kisses. <laughs> and she's getting moist just listening to him talk as a man what he wants out of love. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I can get away with this with some girls I know. And then I realize I'm going to get my face punched in if I say any of this. <laughs> but, you know, as a kid, you learn how to be an adult by watching certain movies. Not porn, calm down. <laughs> but you get the gist. It was a coming of age story. <laughs> uh, emphasis on the coming. <laughs> you know, and then going on to another uh, romance of the '80s. You know, we had uh, Dirty Dancing. I know you've seen that. Yes, I've seen this. One. So what did? You, what was your thought on Dirty Dancing? I want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be lifted. <laughs> Duh. 
Right? That's it, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of memes where a lot of people get hurt. <laughs> That's probably what would happen. That's probably exactly they what would happen. They should do that like, on the, the next TikTok challenge, the time of my life challenge, and the, <laughs> you got to get picked up and spun around like that. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> I like the movie. I like Patrick Swayze in that movie. In a box, yes. In the corner, no. <laughs> what, Patrick Swayze dancing on a box because he's dead? Is that the joke? Yeah, I get it. That's funny. <laughs> Horrible, but funny. But yeah, I, I actually did like that movie. It, it really was, a, you know, a smart movie. It really was a movie about somebody that's growing up and, and finding love and lust, obviously. But, you know, also finding themselves, a journey to themselves. Um, once again, I watched, uh, you know, Netflix and found out how they made the movie and found out the backdrop of everything for that movie. And it makes it more interesting. It's a great movie. I loved it very much. And that was one that I I didn't have a choice because that's, that's what my parents were watching. So That was what your brothers were watching. <laughs> Either way, like, <laughs> I was outnumbered. <laughs> it was like one of those things that, like, my, my parents put on it that, it's like, if you don't like it, go fucking watch the, oh, yeah, that's right. We don't have another TV. <laughs> your dad's got his arm around your mom saying, get out of here. I'm trying to get lucky. <laughs> he's all, the time for bed, it's like 6 o'clock, Dad. And he's all, it's 9 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of the joke where the, the two guys are at the bar, and the older guy looks at the young guy and goes, hey, man, I fucked your mother. And he goes, all right, whatever, you know, give him another drink, you know, and the guy drinks and like 30 minutes later, yeah, I said I fucked your mom. He's, <laughs> calm down, old man, you know, give, give him another drink. And another 30 minutes passes, Jeremy, I said I fucked her hard. He goes, Dad, just calm the fuck down. We're going home. <laughs> so I, I, I will say that um, it the the romance movies like um, weren't my first pick to to watch. I know of them because of you know the whole one TV situation, mm -hmm. and uh, it was better than uh, you know having to spend long periods of time with uh, Mix It and Paul <laughs> with those one minute farts. Yeah, and yeah, they, they would. Uh, I don't know. They would gang up on me. It was, it was wait a, a minute. Wait, wait. Oh, fight. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. A, it, was, a, it, was a, it always got lame for me of <laughs> being outnumbered. Um, so that's how. That's like like when Harry met Sally. That's yeah. um, how I came to see that movie. Was like, <laughs> do I want to hang out and be fucking bothered, or do I want to? Sit there and be bored. <laughs> oh come on! You laughed at when Harry met Sally. It was it was funny. Um, fucking um, Billy Crystal, like that whole Stanley Wasowski. Yeah, hello. <laughs> 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 City slickers. Yeah. But he's I mean he's virtually the same like type yeah. of personality, the same character in every fucking movie yeah. you ever saw him in. He was good at stand-up. I liked to stand-up. I'll tell like, you what. When Meg Ryan was moaning inside of that deli, <laughs> I, I, I had a special purpose. Uh, I felt the tingling where I shouldn't feel a tingling, and I really said, she's the greatest actress of all time. <laughs> because I did not know moaning could go on like that other than the cow fields that I live near. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't shake as your a, head. What, what's your idea? As a woman, how uh, would you were, um, have the balls to do that, pull, pull that one off on a deli? Well, I haven't done it in a deli either, so <laughs> <laughs> all that, all that, huh? That's how you keep a man. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those zany things, but it was just really funny. And, you know, when they find out that they actually like each other and then eventually it comes to love, it's just one of those matchmakers in heaven, you know? you. It's the comedy that just meshes into love, and you. And as a kid, you 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 go you like it. As an adult, I don't watch it. I'm bored of it. <laughs> I remember. I don't know if it was this one, at the end, or one where like they finally kiss, and like everybody's all oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching, and I was like super bored. We had Mexican food that night, and so like right at that fucking that that cutesy kiss and the whole movie with it moment, I fucking cut the loudest fucking fart ever. <laughs> it's dead silent except for that, except for them kissing and me dropping ass. <laughs> 
I got oh, bounced out of the fucking. Oh. I got bounced out of the living room real fucking fast. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been a better story if you got bounced out of the theater. <laughs> oh man, you know, and we, we the eighties were really good with rom coms, but it got so much better in the nineties. And one of the movies I truly hate was Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> truly hate it. <laughs> you thought uh, I was so gonna say cheesy. something else, didn't you? <laughs> I did, yeah, I didn't I didn't care for it. Um and it was again one of those situations where uh, I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> I think that one got put on on a long road trip. We used to have those little TVs. That <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you watch it, Mel? I watched her recently. I love Whoopi. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who doesn't? Even though she's been canceled, but uh yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why we love her. Or I, I love her. Well, there's nothing wrong in loving her. I mean, she has her funny points and whatnot, but, you know, some Jeffrey of the asinine... Yeah, 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 some of the asinine stuff she said recently, you know, that's what's canceling her. If she would shut her mouth, then everything would be okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, I watched Ghost, and I've seen the memes, and I agree with the memes. You know, if Ghostbusters was intermingled with Ghost, then I don't think we it would be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, the meme is... Making tamales instead of <laughs> doing the clay thing, right? I that, like that too. That's the meme. That's love right <laughs> yes. there. That's the brom, the the rom com right there. Yes. I was gonna say brom com, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think one of the best parts of that movie, the only good part about that movie was uh, was uh, his love, his wife. The God dang it! How come I'm drawing blanks on this stuff? God, you got to help me here. Part of the Brack Pack. Bruce Willis's wife. God, Demi Moore. Demi, thank you. Oh, I thought you were asking I feel like an ass. It is Demi Moore. <laughs> she was very beautiful in that movie. G.I. Jane? Yes. Oh, even better with those muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, uh, okay, we can move on. Moving <laughs> on. Um, what of. Uh, the. Okay, so I saw this one because it was one of Cookie's all-time favorite movies. Was, yeah, uh, but we know what he likes. Pretty Woman. <laughs> it, the, uh, you, you, I didn't expect that. One of the biggest, like, Julia Roberts fans I've ever met in my entire life. Well, you were mentioning that you love Pretty Woman. Yeah, who, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts? Yes, G- yeah. I do know that one. Yeah. Richard She's Gere. just so lovable. Yeah. Right, like, as a hooker, like, hookers are lovable. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Yeah, so lovable, so yeah. sweet, right? Yeah, well, she got Richard Gere in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> right, she had good times, see? But uh, do you like the idea of being a hooker and then a multimillionaire coming in and swooping you off your feet, or would you just rather someone rich sweep you off your feet and you not buying? Yeah, do I not have? I don't have to be a hooker for that. No, to no, happen. you don't have to. No, no. In the movie, you do. Oh, no, in the movie, I do. <laughs> yeah, I Let's mean, it, it was a great movie. It was really funny, you know. The the snap with the with the pearls, you know, and make her jump back. It's like, <laughs> shut up. And then the um, what's it that. That uh, movie Milk Money with Melanie Griffin was it Melanie Griffin. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they tried to do the same kind of yeah. thing. I was like, uh, yo, didn't they just? Yeah, that was the last movie where she looked kind of hot. Just saying. I mean, she's a nice person. Don't get me wrong, but I just. <laughs> uh, I saw the boat named the Don Johnson leaving that one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going back to Pretty Woman, I mean. Uh, it was really, really funny. I mean, it was a good, good storyline. It was good actors. Uh, it made lots of money. It didn't cost a lot of money. And I don't know, man. I mean, even as a young man, you look at that and you're like, yeah, I want love. Yeah, I want that. And then you realize, I really just need sex. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? And I'm sure some girls felt the same way, but mostly just boys. <laughs> You know, and that, you know, we're talking about Pretty Woman, you know, and Tom Hanks, we're going we're gonna to talk about Tom Hanks a little bit more again. This guy, I mean, he's a juggernaut. Comedy, you know, we're talking action. We're talking, you know, castaway. We're talking sleepless in Seattle. What the hell? He does romance. He does it all. And that guy just is lovable to the end. I loved it with a Boston accent. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Yeah. Yeah. 
But Sleepless in Seattle, you know, with his with his only son and then his son putting him out there for love, you know, it was just something funny, you know, something good. And, and that romance was was pretty neat, you know, and that had Med, Meg Ryan in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it pulled you in with the storyline, you know. It's, it's all about the child trying to make his dad happy. You could You could feel that. As a child, I wanted to make my dad feel anguish. Is that the same? Have you grown out of that? Mm, he's in Spain, so I think I have. <laughs> but, you know, that that movie, you know, was worth a watch. I don't watch it regularly, but, you know, every now and then I'll put it on because it's cute. I haven't seen it. Maybe <laughs> in the background. No, I, I feel like watching. it is. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Did you ever get a chance to watch that, Jess? The, my favorite part of that movie was when it ended and my mom and my grandmother finally took me to go eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm the only weirdo in this room now. Thanks, people. <laughs> They've seen it. No, They've I it. saw it. I didn't enjoy it, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the old asshole around here. <laughs> <clears throat> it was the price movie. of lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well worth it, right? And I wasn't driving or paying, so I had no say in the matter. <laughs> and as we discussed, you got extra uh, preservatives and other things on the table that were there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jellies and if they, jams. If they didn't want you to take them, they wouldn't put them there. <laughs> Going on to another uh, type of romance, uh, you know, once again, the great Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny, we're like peas and carrots. <laughs> I just like to stick my carrot in your peas. <laughs> that, that's all it was. I mean, you know, he wasn't retarded. He was just slow. Not running slow, just slow, you know, when it comes to life. And I've, I've had friends and I've met people that were slow in the head, but they're really smart. They're really personable, really nice guys. And I would attest that they're a lot smarter than the Forrest Gump character. But Forrest Gump really, really hits a point on all that stuff. You know, someone that finds themselves in the midst of changes in time in the right moment at the right time. The book itself, it didn't follow. But I tell you what, the movie was great. Yeah, it was. Dude, and the soundtrack for that thing was fucking phenomenal. Like, uh, my pops bought the, the two, it was a two disc CD set. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, every every song that you know, or at least portion of it that was in the movie was on this like in in order of. Mm-hmm. So it was like a like a trip through like classic rock. Yeah, basically, and then it even had some of like the disco, and then the fucking southern rock with fucking the the white trash anthem. I mean, Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Skinner, y'all. <laughs> And um, yeah, every time one of the dudes in the, the guitar player from the house band hears fucking free bird, he's like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> head to Walmart. <laughs> I liked it near the very end when uh, the little boy, uh, Haley Joel Osmond, says, I see dead people. Yeah. <laughs> that was this movie, right? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And, okay. Then, and um, he was in a, in a series called Teachers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so he said the same stupid fucking line, like, at least once in there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Tom Hanks is just awesome, and that movie was great. I mean, just watching him go through life and then being in the right place at the right time, doing the wrong things sometimes, but the right things in most times, and how he perceives life. The book itself, you know, the basis of that book and, and how they put it in the movies, I think was done well, but, you know, the author would argue that point that it wasn't. So, but, you know, take it for what it's worth. All I know is when I went to Louisiana, we went, stopped off to Bubblegum Shrimp Co., and it tasted like shrimp. Okay, it wasn't that good, but at least they had it from the movie, all right? Get off my back. <laughs> they got one over here in uh, in Hollywood at, uh-huh. uh, at Universal City Walk, and I'm gone, and it's like, it's cool, you know, they, yeah. they they do their shtick like in the movie and it's like all the foods named after like yeah. stuff from the movie and it's overpriced and the wait's super long and like yeah. <laughs> the waiters don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Great place to visit, by the way. <laughs> did you have to, did you do the quiz for bubblegum? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> they come over and they ask you at the table. Yeah. They were kind of shocked when all the answers were correct at my table. And I was like, did we win anything? No. <laughs> 
Thanks for wasting my time then. <laughs> well, uh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Looks like someone's not getting a tip. <laughs> winner, winner, shrimp dinner. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Does this one count? Uh, well, I guess it's rom-com, right? Uh, fucking show me the money. Fucking uh, Yes, it definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr., Tom Cruise. You had um, me at joint. I mean, hello. <laughs> Yeah, because he falls in love with another weird little boy. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he falls in love with the mother of the weird little boy. That's what it was. <laughs> it's like falling to Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, it wasn't Bridget Jones' diary, I'll tell you that. But, yeah, I mean, that that was a, a romance. It was a rom-com. It was funny, and it was uh, out of love. And, you know, when Tom Cruise, you know, loses it at the firm that he's at for, you know, accounting for players and whatnot who's gonna join me who's gonna join me and what other movie did they play that in half baked <laughs> anyone gonna join me all right and he tries to kiss her i'm lesbian oh sorry <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> don't ask me why i remember this shit i just remember the weirdest shit of all it is weird but yeah, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. was great. He was the he was the Arizona Cardinal that was trying to get more money, and Jerry Maguire, who was Tom Cruise, was trying to be that, you know, representative to give him that money from there. Show me the money, you know. I'm working my best. No, you gotta say, show me the money. You gotta say, show me the money. Now they're both yelling on the phone, show me the money, and then you hear someone down the street going, shut the fuck up. <laughs> But it was a good movie. It had a great ending. It had a great line, you know, and a great uh, series of supporters for writing. So, yeah, I, I can I put that in the romance category. The another movie that we were talking uh, about shortly before, and I'm, a lot of you didn't watch it, but I'm, hopefully you did. It happens to be uh, another movie with Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's big. Yes. Which one? Uh, <laughs> oh no. He had mail. He uh, he was a male? No. You got mail. That's what it was. Yeah. So it was him and, once again, Meg Ryan. Here's something that will trigger, trigger some people today. What if they they did it and it, it, was, a, it was a girl this time? <laughs> she got mail. You got female? She got mail. Oh. <laughs> female. So who, who would be the leading actor or actor in that? Ellie Page? Yeah. First one triggered, last one out. Taryn! Yeah, that was a cute little movie. Uh, you know, You Got Mail was pretty nifty, uh, I'm going to admit. You know, I watch these every now and then when I'm in a slump. Because they didn't like each other, right? Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Right. And so yeah. they didn't know yeah. that they had gotten connected. Yeah. And well, she, yeah, and so that all stemmed from the bookstore. So, yeah. you know, he was Amazon taking over a local bookstore and basically going to run her out. And she didn't like that one bit and she hated everything it was about, but she didn't know who he was. This is one of the, the movies like I remember going to the theater to see. And it was this is, I think, one of the first ones that started those situations. You where, went to the theaters to watch this? Yeah, we remember we already established there was a reason why guys would watch movies <laughs> like that. So this is the, about the time period where that shit started. And did it happen? I mean, not that during the matinee, but like... <laughs> My man! <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's that's why this one kind of stands out. This one and that fucking Selena movie. <laughs> it's Salinas! <laughs> yeah, that one. Everybody is like, oh, it's such a good movie. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it sure fucking was. Great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Can we get out of here already? <laughs> I got to have the van back home by like fucking 12. <laughs> and I ain't going to get lucky that quick. <laughs> right. I still got to drop you off. <laughs> that gives me at least a good two minutes. <laughs> Best one minute of her life. <laughs> So, but no, I mean, I do remember, like, again, like, just this, the, the outline of the movie, I guess, really. It was, like, trying to pretend I was interested and then trying not to fall asleep and then trying not to overstep on, like, getting handsy. 
<laughs> and waiting for the right moment to ask for the blowjob until later. <laughs> How did you manage to cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn holder? At <laughs> time, I was paying attention to the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Well, I think we've. Uh, exhausted this discussion about movies and romances and of the 80s and 90s i do too um, uh, we uh there were again there was stuff that we know that we couldn't get to a lot of the uh, this list was gigantic and we had we really really it was hard to cut this thing down but that's not to say that maybe some of these bonus episodes that are going to come up in the future uh, you know can include the ones that we didn't touch here today the submissions that uh, you can send in yes. uh, the ideas that, you know like drop some of the movies that if we didn't talk about them and they were some of your favorites in any of these categories for this episode or the episode before let us know you know that's what the comment section is for it's not, for just, it's not just for trying to troll this motherfuckers so <laughs> Uh, we're hoping you're enjoying this two-part episode, and uh, so far we're almost, uh, what, halfway into season six, mm -hmm. and we are having a blast, and we hope you guys are too. Don't forget to go uh, check out our YouTube channel, uh, and uh, make sure that uh, you stop by Smokies, you know, in the next uh, little while, and help, and, you know, help them continue to keep the party going and celebrating their 10-year uh, anniversary, oh, 10 yeah. years of uh, keeping Stoner happy. That's right. Alright kids, well we're gonna get up and out of here so until next week, take a toke and watch all your worries go up in smoke. Peace.